Hey everyone, welcome to Toss Salads and Scrambled Eggs, a Fraser podcast. I'm Dave. I'm Diana. And today we're talking about episode 713, They're Playing Our Song. Uh, what's our song? Um, uh, Break My Stride. <laughs> it took you such a long time to think of it. And, I don't know what you're talking about. I thought about that instantly, as everyone listening to the podcast will hear. It was an immediate... It's not unedited. even our song, but I like that that's now our song. It is now. It's <laughs> been officially declared. <laughs> you know, we have an official eclair, though, I'm sure. That's more our style. <laughs> that is more our style. By the way, if you are up to date listening to this and listening in order, you're probably noticing that this is episode 713, but there was never an episode 712. If you're listening to this in the future, hopefully that isn't true. If you don't follow, if you're listening in the future, it's definitely not going to be true because there will be an episode. Yes, that's in, true. In one way or another, it's going to be inserted. That is true. One way or another, there will be an episode seven twelve. If you don't follow us on Twitter, you might not know or you might not have seen it. But my hard drive kind of broke the other day. Uh, actually, about a week ago now, just as I was going out of town. So uh, it's currently a way to be fixed. episode 712 is trapped inside it hopefully that's going to be i'm going to be getting that back soon after some rather extensive repairs are done but assuming i get that back then the episode we recorded which was the video also the video episode for patreon will be uh will be able to be live once i can get it back if it's not we'll have to record a new one i guess yeah who knows yeah that's trapped on there along with my other podcast that i've been talking about so there's is there's ever going to be an episode two, it, it'll be based on whether or not I get that hard drive back or recovered. Uh, so if you're listening to this after that's gone up, none of this matters and it's all live. Anyway, let's talk about episode 713. Moon. Daphne moon. <laughs> uh-huh. It's just Daphne. Just a word association. It's just <laughs> Daphne floating across <laughs> the skyline of Seattle. I like to imagine like just a, just a picture of Daphne, like just her face just pops up and like obscures the entire screen and then like slowly slides back down. You should do that instead. (laughs) Be way better. Mm -hmm. So the episode's 21 minutes and 58 seconds long. Mm -hmm. Not 59. No. 58. 58. And who's that writer? The writer is David Lloyd, who... um, Don't know him. (laughs) I mean, he's done a lot of episodes... um, kidding i know the, the most recent one he did was the taps at the montana so it's actually been almost an entire season since the last time he had an episode mm-hmm. what other episodes has he written as i said most recently he wrote uh taps in the montana but he also wrote uh he wrote the ham radio episode mm-hmm. he wrote um what's that about <laughs> it's about fraser directing some people in a recording studio after doing some writing that for niles so, um, <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> he also wrote the episode that uh, the party party. So that's the episode that where um, Roz has the baby, and mm-hmm. they have, he did Martin does it his way, where which is where the song that you can. So get all Patreon. the Patreon things that we want to do, or all the Patreon things that we've. It's like half of them are these episodes. Yeah. Like the most memorable episodes are episodes he's written. Yep. He's written some extremely memorable episodes. And um, and then there's this one. Okay, let's get into it. So okay. we're in the studio. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, Gil is here he sure to is. tell us about Bella Bella mm-hmm. and uh, to kind of give Fraser the heads up like, hey, you better check out this place because as soon as I review it, it's going to be lines around the corner. You can't yeah. get a reservation there. Yep. Okay. One, is he this influential? No. Like, like I don't. I mean, maybe he is. Everyone I don't know. is so egotistical that works at this place. Like, everyone yeah. thinks they're the coolest person ever. Yeah, though, I mean, honestly, I don't know. Maybe that's a common thing for Gil. Like, he reviews a place that nobody's ever heard of, and then it becomes the most popular place there is. I mean, he was Yelp before there was Yelp. <laughs> he was. He was. And then we have Kenny goes in and is just like, hey show's doing great just want to set up this episode for you uh-huh. let everyone know that you need a theme song uh-huh. because mrs delafield who who yo there was one i think like one other mention of mrs delafield i was wondering if there was it because i don't remember who yeah, this is i remember they just sort of casually mentioned that the new station owner was this Miss delafield okay and then, oh no it's poppy's mom oh yeah where did poppy go poppy just sort of disappeared well she just she had the thing with with niles and then it's like well if she isn't going to date niles she has no value and so now she's not on the show anymore i mean they could have just like made her pop in every now and then because her name mm-hmm. is poppy after all mm-hmm. i mean i don't know is she not in any other episodes i have legitimately no idea if i she... don't know either yeah. I don't have them memorized. I don't. I didn't watch Frasier in this kind of way before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm way more in tune with it now, and I would still say not very. Apparently, <laughs> yeah. The problem is like I just don't know. Like I also didn't realize like that. Just Bulldog kind of totally just drops off the face of the planet. Yeah. In the show, and then Gil just like pops up like, "Hey," and I'm just like, "Yeah, we're bored of this character, honestly." Like, I could do without Gil. Uh-huh. I would rather have Bulldog back, who's actually weirdly more fleshed out character than Gil is. Gil is yeah. just like a joke. Yeah. At this point, he's literally just a joke about a closeted gay man. Like, yeah, that's and literally I, the joke. And I would prefer Bulldog, who we've seen to like. I mean, yeah, he's a jerk, but. Mm-hmm. They've actually flushed him out enough, and then they're like, bye, that's your last episode. (laughs) Which, again, I don't know. Is it? Why are you asking me? I don't know. I'm saying you. twice you've said, you've mentioned characters that it's their last, like, they just aren't. Yeah, they're all, it's their last episode. This is Frasier and Roz's last episode. (laughs) That's why we saw Daphne Moon Uh rise up above Seattle. It's going to be the Daphne show from now on. Yeah, it's just Daphne. And we, that's fine. Fine with Mm -hmm. me because then we get to see Daphne and Roz and see what happens with their babies. (laughs) Perfect. Perfect. So, yeah, we found out about what Gil's uh, theme. Gil's got himself a theme. Oh my gosh, Frazier's such a jerk about his theme. He's really a jerk. Like, for somebody who just hasn't gotten around to actually doing a theme yet like at least gil has one Mm -hmm. um i do think it's kind of funny that gil was considering a song that's literally sung by starving orphans about food he was gonna go with the food glorious food from oliver like i don't even know that song i think it i don't know the song but i only know know oliver and company so unless (laughs) i'm like a cat and or dog sings it i don't know it Uh uh-huh but that's got to be based on Oliver, isn't was, it? Because, I, like, he's an orphaned little kitten. Right. I think it is. I'm not 100% certain. Who does the songs for that? Is it like Billy, it's Billy Joel? Billy Joel. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Well, it's funny because I mixed up Oliver and Oliver and Company in this. So when he said he was doing a song from Oliver, I was like, he's going to use a Billy Joel song for for <laughs> as the theme for his show? It seems Well, you need a lot of fire. <laughs> you sure do. Not even that song. Mm-hmm. So It's Piano Man. <laughs> Just this song is admittedly real goofy though. Like his the song he ends up doing Yeah, what's that song? Um it's a song he sings. You didn't write it down? I did. Yeah, he just sings whether choosing a wine or the best place to dine, it's all a matter of taste. Yes, sir. I don't know. He does this really weird voice in there. <laughs> I don't like, think it sounds like a know, witch under no, like I wrote it down like in as, a four little tiny cabin in the forest. No, the song note I put in here is Cobra Commander voice. Yes, oh. sir. Uh, oh, okay. And then it's all a matter of taste. It so, is all a matter of taste. It sure is. Well, we know Fraser doesn't like it. It's no, not his taste. It's definitely not. But he's got it. He now like hearing an original song that he hates apparently gives him the idea that it's a good idea to do an original song. And so he wants to do his own. Which is not out of no. character for Fraser. Of course, he no. wants to do his own. Right. Roz is suggesting that her boyfriend help Leon, mm-hmm. yeah. like who's in a band but yeah. hasn't had a gig, a gig in a long time. And I'm like, how? where is he living? Yeah. Is he just living in his van? Probably in his van, I would imagine. With I, I mean, like I guess fine, but mm-hmm. also, I, I don't, I don't know. Like I just feel like he, he doesn't have any other job. Like he, there was like movie rental places that that Leon could have gotten a job at. <laughs> right, exactly. And I guess my thing is that like I feel like Roz at this point wouldn't have a guy. She's considering her boyfriend, who's the out-of-work band that like can't do anything other than music and like sexy times like, yeah that's all that he's seems good at. exactly like the kind of boyfriend she would have oh, well no, see i feel like she whenever she talks about boyfriends i do feel like there was a transition a transitional time yeah. where like i don't think there's anything wrong with her dating this person but i i just felt like she was trying to look for someone that was on not someone to take care of her necessarily, right. but someone that was on her like kind of same level. I don't know yeah. how to say that, no, like I, I think, without sounding like a jerk. Like, well, um, so I would say I agree. Fine. Like in terms of long term, whenever she talks about long term people, mm-hmm. they tend to be people that are more financially stable, that ha- are more like have their life together a little more. She talks about flings with like unemployed guy with a band or like the mm-hmm. coffee shop guy or whoever all the time but she never talks about those as long-term things. maybe this is the difference is now she's more willing to have a boyfriend as before she was more just interested in like one night stand or like short-term yeah. casual dating yeah but there were definitely boyfriend times like there were definitely times when there was guys that she talked about that she'd seen well, how long do you have to date somebody before you're like boyfriend girlfriend i think that's really subjective i think so too but I'm saying anyone that was long enough to even get close, she usually wasn't talking about. If she was talking about somebody like, you know, unemployed guy, li- like 
in a band than he was. Well, I also think it's interesting where she's like, I volunteer my boyfriend to do this for you. You should ask him to yeah. write a song. And I'm just like, I don't think this guy is going to be able to write a song that Fraser likes. Right. And maybe that's like limited view on my part. Yeah. I don't know what kind of music he writes. Right. But also he, that, then I think about the fact that Fraser's like, no, I think I'll do it myself. At least this guy has worked in music. Like, he might not have had a job for a while, but it's what he does. It's not what Frazier does. He's he's more likely to be able to write something than he's Frazier like is. writing songs all the time. This right. is like on his list to do before well, he dies. That's true. I was thinking like he was talking about. He talks later about not having like really given himself a chance to try and do this, but he tried to write that like what operetta about the Brownings and like they mentioned later like there was that review that he and Niles did remember like there's that one song that they sing in Cap- together in Cafe Nervosa mm-hmm. and which yeah, is- and he wrote he's wrote a musical I yeah. don't know if that's the same one or a different one I feel like he's, it's not I don't, yeah not he's sure. done all these things so yeah. okay so now he basically is like I'm gonna write my own song so mm-hmm. now we're in the next section where Fraser's place and Niles is over there and he has to can't like Fraser's like dinner I need to write this my theme song today <laughs> because it's so quiet in the house with martin snoring and like a vacuum going and everything <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i actually don't even know martin was snoring or not no i don't i just added it in my head <laughs> and then but it's not just any vacuum can yeah. we just talk about this vacuum oh, for yeah. a second oh, we have I to intend to talk about this vacuum. okay the dirt scourge 2000 uh-huh what okay so daphne spent her own money yeah to buy this vacuum yeah where it has like water in it where yeah. it's like a water tank to like filter the dirt out and it's got it's and <laughs> i just love that she was saying like all that dirt just came from fraser's pillow uh-huh. where she's just like fraser's pillow so disgustingly dirty i'm gonna try it out on that uh-huh i do love first of all i love niles's response oh I'm, i've been begging you to switch to a more abrasive loofah <laughs> like yeah the because if anyone's going to make that kind of a request to another person, it's Niles. Mm-hmm. So, like, I just love that because he's so, like, horrified, like, that he didn't take his advice. Well, I love what's coming up, which is yeah. that when Martin gets up to go get a beer, mm-hmm. Daphne's like, it's my chance, and goes yeah. over to the chair, which yeah. then blows up the dirt scourge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which, yikes. Yeah. Also, the one thing I want to say about this vacuum is... I remember back in like 2002, so only a couple years after this, like someone, someone I know, they had like a, they actually they had an actual door-to-door salesman come to their house to sell them a vacuum that had like all these extra things and could do this all this extra stuff that like normal vacuums don't do, and definitely talked about this kind of like. You don't even know what's in your your bed and your mattress and all this stuff, but this thing can clean all that out and whatever. Skin flakes and <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I realized was is this a reference to the fact that that was happening at that time? Because I know two different people who were like super into their new, really like up to date vacuum. What? Who were you hanging out with? The thing is, these are people. In one was a teenager. One was a teenager that was psyched about their new vacuum? Yeah. And the other was like a guy in his like early 20s. Uh, you know a what? A single dude in his early 20s that was I mean, there's nothing, I guess there's nothing wrong with that. I just know as a teenager, I was really excited about Smashing Pumpkins, mm-hmm. ice hockey, mm-hmm. definitely not vacuums. Right. 
Yeah. It's not high on my list now. Yeah. Well, now, yeah. honestly, and that's because I had a limited view uh-huh. because I did get really excited one year for Christmas. I did get some like rubber gloves to do the dishes and I was very excited <laughs> about them. So who knows? I probably would be excited about uh-huh. a vacuum. Yeah. Like I, I was getting sales pitches from both of them, like because of how amazing this vacuum was. Was it, was it made by Bose? <laughs> Could it play like a song? Uh, it you you would think so. Like it, so I feel like this is tapping into this one very specific time where there was like this really elaborate. Well, I vacuum. like what Daphne says. Like she's gonna go return the vacuum, and she was like, in the commercial, they clean the mud off a hippopotamus. <laughs> uh huh. Like um, the hippopotamus is okay with that. <laughs> is it like a really fake one, or is it yeah. like a? Com- like a it's just an Ace Ventura costume. T- type, I was thinking like, like an illustration, like a like a. <laughs> it's like a cartoon hippopotamus, yeah, and they but, just show a cartoon vacuum. Yeah, to, it's yeah. not actually real. Uh huh. That would be. I I love the idea of them using something like that in a sales pitch. Like, look, it's a cartoon of this vacuum cleaning cartoon mud off a cartoon hippo. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, Results not typical. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. Just like everyone is like in, I don't know, you know, hanging out with all the hippos, just sucking up the mud puddles with this <laughs> vacuum. And they're all really sad and just like chomping everyone. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like the idea that it, the hippos are chomping everyone because they're sad. They're sad because they took out their mud puddle yeah, that they like, hang out in. Aw, chomp. <sighs> I don't have any mud, but I guess I'll chomp instead. Well, yeah. We've all eaten Chomp. when we've been hung like <laughs> sad before. That's why you have the Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I feel like hippos don't attack people because they're hungry. They feel like it's more aggressive territorial. Yeah, well, they're in their territory of mud puddle. That's true. But again, generally not sad about the lack of mud, more angry. <laughs> That's you why can't be sad like and angry. That's true. That's true. That's common. Those are going to be common feelings together. Yeah. No. Sometimes I... you get angry and then you get really sad because you were angry. And then you get angry again. Uh-huh. And then you eat some Ben and Jerry's. And also you go sit in a mud puddle. <laughs> and it's being vacuumed. Then you just chop up some people. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just trying to guess. Yeah. No, not all that seems correct. So then Martin brings up what we were talking about writing the musical in prep school where like Niles just makes fun of Frasier for like basically writing the words to some other yeah he straight up copied the notes the the music for uh beethoven's ninth symphony basically but everyone does that that's like every looney tunes cartoon <laughs> well sure but the whole point you, was to be original right essentially. yeah right um but niles actually says like it was a good musical right. and that he really liked acting in it mm-hmm. and that he wished that maybe he'd been an actor uh-huh he had a chance he had a chance back in ham radio. Okay. Yeah, I know. That's, he could have done so many voices. But, he could have been. But Frazier directed him. Okay, so they're going to work together, which yeah. you know how that always works out so well. Uh-huh. But also, what the heck is Martin's joke about being... Did he say a toe dancer? Yeah. What's a toe dancer? Like a ballerina who dances dancing on their toes. Like, you know, I looked it up. It is. Oh, you looked it up because you're confused? I want. Well, I wanted to be sure. It was like, that was my immediate thought. But then I was like... Nobody ever says toe dancer. I'm, no like, one says toe dancer. But no, that's what I mean, he's do you think about. that's really what they're saying in that Elton John song? <laughs> yeah. He's it's he's his accent sometimes is hard to understand. 
<laughs> so not. Uh. Okay. A bridge too far. Wait, do, do you have more notes on the section? Oh, no. Just that I really liked the line that like kind of closes it out where Niles is like, all right, let's put our heads together. Figuratively speaking, of course. I saw what came off your pillow, which... Yeah, just, that was pretty good. I really like that. I appreciate that line a lot. Yeah, so I like the next section name, mm-hmm. A Bridge Too Far, because yeah. they're talking about bridges. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they're working on the song. Yeah. This... Uh, so Niles is effusive at about how amazing this like bridge is and it's so goofy and also seems exactly like the sort of thing that niles would tell fraser flat out is goofy maybe he wrote it maybe but he does specifically say it's the best thing you've ever written like that's what he, those are they the don't words. they're not always mean to each other no but this seems like something he would mock because the lines are claustrophobia nymphomania he will probe you he'll explain to you like that's it barely works it's real like that's really stretching to make those lines wrong well i love that he says like it's maybe too conventional (laughs) yeah well so now there needs to be a monologue And I love that he's like, I'd had to hire an actor, mm-hmm. which is yeah. just a setup for like Niles yeah, to be yeah. like, or you could just use me. Yeah. 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 No, I do like this exchange because Fra- Frazier is clearly trying to set Niles up to be the actor in it. And Niles is like, it's like he's trying to hold back. Like, yeah, you could hire a professional, spend a whole bunch of money, get someone who doesn't understand psychiatry doesn't grasp grasp the entire gestalt and then Frazier's like <laughs> finally like or you can like yeah 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 okay good idea okay we all need to talk about it because okay. this is a Frazier podcast so we need to talk about what's happening we do funny enough yeah okay martin's song that i just thought of martin's yeah. a genius martin's martin, a freaking genius yeah well Frazier knows martin can, has, can write some some music he did he wrote a song we recorded it well all three of them wrote it together kind of well, that's true. But I mean, they helped. They helped kind of write the musical aspects yeah. of it. He sang it, but I think they ended up changing some of the words. Maybe they changed some, yeah, but not a lot. I don't think they suggest changes in that song, but they don't change very much in it. But I love it because I feel like it's very Martin's style of singing as well. Yeah. Also, yeah. Actually, you know, it occurs to me they're trying to write a jingle, but don't want to listen to the guy that watches more TV than anyone in. In their mm-hmm. entire family, mm-hmm. by far. Um, but yeah, he comes out. He's just—it's popped into his head, and it's just, "What's new?" I'm just gonna say it. I'm not gonna sing it. What's new? I'm listening. Feeling blue. I'm listening. You know. Uh, no, it's oh, feeling sad, feeling mad, feeling glad, feeling bad. I'm listening. Right. I forgot because I got confused by the way I wrote this because he stops himself after yeah. the first two lines to say like, you know, because that's what you say on your show. Mm-hmm. And then gets back into it and finishes it, which that's, I confused myself by the way I But why it. did you write all of that? Why did you, do you just actually write the entire screenplay no. out to the episode? <laughs> no, but I wrote it down because I liked how he felt like he had to tell Frasier. I was amused at the idea that like, he, he thought know. maybe Frasier wouldn't realize that's why he's saying I'm listening over and over again. If you're feeling glad, why do you call in? Maybe because you're feeling glad because of a previous time you called Frazier. Mm. He made you feel better and you want to call and tell him. Which 
that's I would I would call like if I call the if I actually would ever call a radio psychiatrist and then and their help like their advice helped me I'd probably call back and be like hey this worked really well thank mm-hmm. you thank you so much for all of this because it's always nice to it's nice to just tell people when they when they do stuff that makes you feel good it's nice to nah. be like, hey by the way just only can- tell them about the stuff they do that makes you feel bad <laughs> never tell them about the good stuff uh no uh, no you should definitely just you should yeah you should definitely do that i think like not enough people do that that's true in fact i i think you should you should definitely tell people actually if they do do something that actually makes you feel bad you should probably tell them but if they do something that makes you feel good tell everyone you can like if there's somewhere to like review the thing that they do that makes you feel good you should go there and review it like write a really nice effusive review with as many stars as you can give like say five <laughs> out of five uh, <laughs> but if you don't like what they do just let them know like what well, maybe you can have a dialogue about it but you don't need to tell everyone because that doesn't help at all just have a, have a dialogue well i think people really want to give a one or five mm-hmm. and it's like when you give somebody a one somebody might think oh well that's not good mm-hmm. that's not good enough for me <laughs> right but sometimes i read that one star review and it's really personal mm-hmm. and it's like okay yeah well that's not gonna help me that's <laughs> right. probably not really i like when people like write like i'm giving this one star because uh they lost my package <laughs> And right. I'm like, you don't even review the item. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You review the thing. Right. Yeah. The one star review on Amazon for a movie you never got in the mail. And it's like, that's, go review Amazon somewhere. Don't review this mm-hmm. thing. But yeah, people totally do that. Yeah. Like, like, that's, that's weird. Don't do that. Unless it's something where, like, I worked with somebody who had bought, like, a treadmill and it was supposed to be delivered by that particular company and they had someone coming to like install it, but they kept scheduling for times that he wasn't going to be home to do it mm-hmm. and not actually contacting him to find out when he could go. And then it was a whole weird thing where... Did he actually get the treadmill? Eventually he got it, but it took like two weeks and they kept not showing up when he was home expecting them to be there. And then cool. going a different... It was a really like... That's frustrating. That, in that case, yeah... If he never got it, like if he had decided to give up and just send it back, mm-hmm. yeah, leave a review that you never got the thing because that's that company. But this yeah, is yeah. something else. So. Um, hey, I just want to let you know that I really liked when you went out and got pizza earlier today. <laughs> it was really thoughtful and nice. Mm-hmm. I just want to let you know that I really liked it earlier when you agreed that we should get pizza so that I had an excuse to go get pizza. Mm-hmm. you're welcome <laughs> i'm glad that we both agree on that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's very nice <laughs> so he preacher is quick to dismiss this song yeah he doesn't yeah. like martin's song well well he made a promise to his listeners that he would compose it yeah so like they care yeah well, obviously he can't yeah like there's no i mean way. okay that's not true that's not fair they might care I'm saying if, I just think like he's just saying no because he doesn't like Martin's song. Right. It absolutely is that because if I if I was listening to a radio show and they were like if the and the host was like I'm going to compose a new theme song by Monday, I'd be like, 
okay, cool, whatever. Like, and then I will immediately forget that because that's not why I'm listening to a show that already doesn't have a theme song. And then if they came back and they were like, so it turns out composing a theme song is hard, but like I worked with some someone and we've got a theme song now. I'd be like, all right, cool. I just play it. Also, like, <laughs> I, well, all right. It's, I'm not hurt that you didn't, you alone didn't write this thing. I don't care. So by next Monday, we're, Dave and I are going to write a theme song for this podcast. This this podcast already has a theme song. It's got like 40 of them. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't need anyone yeah, to write it's one. What's new? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then Frazier's all like, there's really something missing yeah, yeah. in this. And yeah. I really like this transition that they yeah. do. There's like, something's missing with my song. And it's apparently an entire orchestra. A whole orchestra. And also, a choir. the choir isn't there yet. Like, first we see an orchestra, and it's like, oh, this is already too complicated. But, yeah, still, the it's only an orchestra because we're still waiting for the choir, who they're late because uh, their bus broke down. Yeah, and then they walk two miles. Mm-hmm. So they have a scene where they're like in the the room with the orchestra and then they kind of go to, I would imagine, a commercial break. Yeah, and then yeah. they come back and then they're yeah. still there. And yeah, and then they said that they walk two miles and Frazier just isn't even like, oh, I'm sorry that your bus broke down. Also, right. no cell phone. Well, there would have been cell phones, but they might not have had any. They might not have had Frazier's number, though, is the thing. They might not have known what number to call. And also, yeah, not a lot of people... Most people probably didn't have cell phones in 2000. So two miles, that would probably take 45 minutes to walk. Uh, It depends on how fast the slowest person is, basically. I don't know. Maybe half an hour. Yeah, I would say like 45 minutes. Yeah, I could. I mean, I could see it taking an hour, honestly, for an entire for the entire three miles in an hour. Right. So I'm saying you walk fairly quickly. So if the slowest person in the choir is the speed that the choir is walking at, then... No, you just leave that person behind. <laughs> Sorry, Betty. Uh-huh. Bobby. <laughs> just Bobby's like lost a shoe. You're just like, we don't have time for this. <laughs> mm-hmm. you just don't have a bass section or whatever. I don't mm. know anything about singing. <laughs> also, uh, we find out from Niles that they've he's cut Frazier cut paragraph five from the monologue that he's doing which i my immediate reaction is there are five paragraphs in your in your in the monologue that's already a crazy thing to have in the middle of okay so i love that he niles is like you know what about what happened to less is more and he's like yeah but think about how much more is if we more is more Right. How much? If less is more, then think. Just think of how much more more will be. Yes. Which, yeah. Yeah. And and mainly they cut that line out because Fraser was worried some fuss budget would take offense to his jape about lobotomies. One, I love the word fuss budget. Mm-hmm. I've only ever heard it on Fraser. He's used it a couple of times, but like I never hear anyone say fuss budget other than Fraser. But it's a very good word. You gotta bring it into your vernacular. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But also, who's going to be upset about a joke about lobotomies at this point? Like everybody, basically everybody now that knows have... that lobotomies are were terrible and like a mistake, and that's a part of a history. But I don't imagine people are like. 
I don't know. It depends what the what the joke was. I guess it, it that's true. It does depend on that. Okay, so Roz and Leon show up, and Leon mm-hmm. was supposed to play guitar, mm-hmm. but apparently it was going to sound a little too cluttered with the guitar. <laughs> so, um, yeah, does Leon know how to play the bagpipes? <laughs> right, because that wouldn't make it sound cluttered. A guitar cluttered bagpipe on top of this okay but i love that he's talking about like the wide range of emotions that his song Mm -hmm. we already heard that there was going to be a slide whistle yeah yeah that was supposed to be manic depression right and now but it's like he's talking about like despair nothing says despair like bagpipes yeah yeah and okay the best thing i can think of uh, is that when Mm. dave asked me to marry him (laughs) oh man this whole line really changes the story you're about to tell a lot okay anyway yes go on um we were in like a public park Mm -hmm. and we were like on a picnic with friends and everything but there but because we're in like a public space it's like there are a bunch of like musicians there and the musician just happened to be there was a person playing the bagpipes (laughs) yep which apparently nothing says despair yeah like the skirl of a bagpipe i also just really like the word skirl yeah that's, that's a very good and there word. were a bunch of squirrels as well <laughs> there were lots of squirrels yeah and anyway so just talking about the despair of my mm-hmm. engagement story <laughs> so yeah we want to get something new for leon we found something mm-hmm. it's that triangle i love that he's so intimidated by it <laughs> yeah he's definitely like clearly nervous i don't know how to play triangle either it seems really easy but i could see messing up <laughs> yeah, which side do you hit do they all sound the all same yeah it doesn't you can't hit all of them all at the same time that's going crazy that's that's no. only if you have a the, solo or if you're calling people in for dinner from the oh. fields like you're like ding 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 that's how you call people in you know what old timey times that's how you get people to come in and like come in from they the can't fields. even hear it well they have they had really big ones that they would use to call pe- like to announce that's the the dinner the dinner bell basically but also, Roz is oh oh i was just gonna say but also he says that the reason leon can play the triangle is because the triangle player called in with tinnitus i've tinnitus i've only ever heard it pronounced tinnitus is it actually like it made me wonder if it's actually tinnitus I don't think so. The thing is, the way it's spelled, it actually does look more like tinnitus. But that's I've, why I don't think it's. I've only heard tinnitus. Yeah. But maybe I only heard it from you. Well, I've heard it from both doctors and people who have tinnitus. So. Well, then it's probably tinnitus. <laughs> it probably is. It just seemed. I, I was just. I was a little thrown by hearing him so, say tinnitus. So the violin player or the viola player, viola, I guess, yeah. who's actually named Tiffany. Mm-hmm. uh which is important yeah um also my favorite name in the 80s mm-hmm. but he's gonna call people by their instrument name yeah so she has a question about measure 34 mm-hmm. and he's just like oh i thought you might yeah and i love that he like answers this like elaborate question it's like this yearning for the super ego or <laughs> right, whatever right. and she's just like trying to clarify the are measure they eight, are they eighth notes he's like mm-hmm. yeah they're they're eighth notes which makes me wonder if he like wrote it badly like it's very clear if you know how to read sheet music eighth notes are pretty obvious and like it's pretty easy to tell what they're supposed to be there's so it means that either he hand wrote it and did it badly or like she somehow is good enough at the viola to be in this orchestra but also doesn't know what eighth notes look like which seems unlikely well this whole thing that plays out between like 
the timpani yeah. player and yeah. Tiffany yeah. is kind of weird because I mean they do sound similar and I guess it's funny but I'm just like mm, do we need yeah. I don't I don't I, know I don't know either though I will say the uh, when he says that line about the whole the acceleration being all about the super ego etc the guy behind Tiffany suddenly nods in recognition like oh like it's like he's realizing oh that's what that is i get it now now i get what's going on in this 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 measure this like which a single measure like it's so hard to have a crescendo in that one in one it's like four notes basically like that's i don't know what i think that's the point yeah that's the point i think we know who has a super ego (laughs) it's frazier yeah 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 so like daphne and martin are there and kenny's there and he's like they've gone over budget yeah and like frazier's just paying out of pocket for this and Uh then so they actually everyone's there so they're doing the song now Mm -hmm. so what do you think about the song oh actually before we even get to the song I just, I also oh, love... Oh, when Martin... Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, because when Martin first walks in, he's like, oh, you really have everything here. Now, we know this is a refreshments table. It sounds like he's talking about the instruments. And and Fraser's like, oh, yeah, I've got everything from African rain stick to a Japanese tam-tam. And Martin asks, are the tam-tams the, one, the long ones with the cream in the middle? I thought it, it was ja- it's Japanese tam-tam. That's what he said. Oh, okay. I just don't remember hearing the word Japanese, I guess. Yeah. Hi. Uh, quick editorial note. Diana was absolutely right to question me on this because it's not Japanese Tam Tam, it's Javanese Tam Tam, which I both misheard and misread in the subtitles. So, whoops. Anyway, back to the show. I was just very amused by that moment. Martin has a lot of, like, stereotypical, like, dad jokes that mm-hmm. I really enjoy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Except they're not dad jokes in the sense that he's making a dad joke. It's more like it's a joke because he's a dad mm-hmm. than... Well, kind of like he's just, you know, your average Joe, right? right. Like, that's his whole thing is right. that he doesn't really know what he's talking about because he's not a fuss budget. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Also, again... He's got an African rain stick in this song. He's got Japanese tam-tams, but a guitar would make it too cluttered. Yes, I think that's the point. I know, I know. I'm just saying uh, another reason why I love this line. Okay, so I didn't write down like anything really about the song other Uh than there's a lot going on in it. Mm -hmm. And I love that he's telling everyone about, you know, to play quietly during, you know, Niles's like monologue. Uh Can't. Isn't the whole point of doing a recording? Okay, they would do the yeah. music track separately, and then he would go on a microphone, so it would be on a separate track. Yeah. So then you would just lower it while he's talking. That's you just would, yeah. how it works, because I don't even know anything about editing, and I know that. It's right. on separate tracks. Right. Though I will say, a lot of these instruments will sound different if you play them loudly versus if you play them quietly. Yeah, it's, so it makes sense so that we do that. Right, but you would still record them separately, so you play it quietly so you get that tone, but then if it's too loud, you would still, like you said, yeah, you would mix it down so it isn't overwhelming. Yeah, you absolutely would record this separately. <laughs> but I think everyone does a really good job of uh-huh. all the craziness in the song. Mm-hmm. So we still have that slide whistle in here. <laughs> sure do. Because, yeah, I love... Like, first of all, the the words in this are ridiculous before Niles even stands oh, up. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I love at some point where Niles stands up and it suddenly switches to... It sounds like 
a radio show like like the shadow kind mm-hmm. of like like spooky radio intro thing but also has a bunch of like sound effects things because they they like they play so I, I actually wrote down a lot of these ridiculous instruments that they play in this because he's got a water phone, which is that sort of like, it makes a sort of sci-fi alien noise. Mm-hmm. And it's a really interesting looking in- instrument. Do they have a theremin in the song? They did not have a theremin, but they had a flexophone. How uh, do you know what this is? <laughs> well, I know. Okay, so I know what a water phone is because of the show Storage Wars. Okay. I remember someone getting that and trying to figure out what it is, and then who's the one ridiculous guy that we really like? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. um, the old guy with the glasses. He knew what it was, and you you because it's this weird. It looks like a weird brass statue with mm-hmm. like a bunch of spikes poking up out of it, and you play it with a violin Barry. bow. Barry, yes, you pl- play it with a violin bow along it, and it makes this really weird noises. And That's then- the kind of guy that i would have liked to like marry you know like that in my head Uh that's i'm just like a weird rich eccentric person Mm -hmm. that is just like super out there (laughs) i mean Mm -hmm. you're pretty out there but no one really knows like you pass off as like a normal Uh person Uh and then people are like wow i didn't even know that you had (laughs) a water phone degree (laughs) Mm-hmm. You did a really good job at the, your year at Berkeley. <laughs> Man, if you could actually like go to Berkeley playing the water phone, <laughs> that would be incredible. That'd yeah, be or what was that one? What was the thing you just said? A sizzle phone? <laughs> flexitone. Yeah, same, similar. Mm-hmm. A flexitone's kind of hilarious because it's it's two you got like two bars going up that curve down into then like a solid thin like blade of metal basically Mm -hmm. and then sticking up on either side of that blade of metal is two flexible like rods that have like hammers on the end of them so you shake it so that the hammers are bouncing back and forth against it while bending it so it makes sort of a singing song noise and it goes like It's Dave a, just playing our his <laughs> that he has at the house. Uh, it's actually in a bunch of like like Looney Tunes cartoons and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's de- like and the fact that they were using a slide whistle and this like '50s sci-fi instrument and then like Looney Tunes cartoon sound effects all in what's supposed to be his rather serious like orchestral theme for his radio show is just beautiful like that is all just mm, just wonderful i love okay so my favorite part is that fraser is so happy when the song ends and mm-hmm. like gotta give props to leon's triangle it's yeah, perfect yeah, yeah. It look, it's great uh-huh. but i love that niles so he's talking about like getting the bubbly that he got to like share the, the yeah. occasion yeah because um, kenny's speechless he's just yeah. like wow but i love that niles like runs out and he's just like the trombone frightened me Uh Uh (laughs) which is just so good yeah and like kenny's whole thing is just like i just wanted this like 10 second jingle i don't want that's not what i want german like i asked for simple he gave me german (laughs) yeah yeah. and like so then daphne starts talking about martin's jingle and how good it is and Kenny's just like, yeah, I want something like that. Uh-huh. So of course, like, 
Frasier's really upset yeah. about this. Right. Also, did they even record this? What was well, no. going on? So the idea was play it once so Kenny can hear it. Mm-hmm. When Kenny says okay, because obviously he's going to say okay, then you record it. Because there's no point in recording it and doing the whole thing, everything you got to do with it, before it's actually been approved. So that's that's why Kenny's there. That's the whole point. Yeah, and and I was like, he's trying to say that, like, Martin's song isn't very memorable. Like, he needs, I mean, not, like, Frazier's trying to say it isn't memorable because you need something that's simple and memorable. And then you, the whole choir remembers it. Uh-huh, yeah, which I just uh, really enjoyed that they were, they like, they could have literally recorded that jingle right there mm-hmm. at that moment. But nope, Frazier's not going with it. Now we're going to this next section, which I definitely don't understand the title. Or maybe when we talk about it, we'll get it. But, oh, just got it. Anyway, it's it's why Gershwin's teeth were immaculate. Okay, so explain. Okay, well, when we get there, I'll explain why and where Okay, it is. so we're in Frazier's apartment. Mm-hmm. He's at the piano trying to figure out. He's, like, playing a song, and then mm-hmm. it just turns into row, row row your boat yeah um good song <laughs> mm-hmm. just a classic uh-huh. classic boat song <laughs> mm-hmm. it's well, my those... favorite yacht rock song <laughs> i was gonna call it a sea shanty but i feel like that you you got to a better joke actually calling it yacht rock so oh good job. that's the best compliment you've ever given me i appreciate that <laughs> so um martin you know is like how's it going and like you know you're just you need to just have a simple, you need to th- think more simply. Right. Like, what are you trying to actually say with your song? Yeah. But more before he says that, he says, you're thinking too much. Look, just stop working on it. Stop thinking about it. I was just in the bathroom flossing my teeth. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I got it. Yeah. Yeah. But basically, Martin's saying, like, you're focusing so much on it. You keep coming up with new stuff. So go, like. Stop thinking about it so much. And then that's what you were saying. You were like, what you were bringing up about what are you trying to say, essentially. Mm-hmm. But did you write down his like crazy yeah. thing that yeah. he says? Yeah, because he's like, boil it down. Say something really simple on the most basic level. What is it that you're trying to say? And he's like, well, in the first stanza, first of all, your theme should not have a stanza stanzas in a radio show opening. Um Anyway, in the first stanza, I want to represent myself as the ombudsman between co- the conscious and subconscious minds of my listeners. And Martin says, uh, yeah, there you are. There's your song. Just find a rhyme for ombudsman. I love that Fraser has been thinking right, of one. Right, right, right. Which was North Woodsman is the closest he's gotten. Um, <laughs> That's not going to work in your no, song. No, it's not going to work. And also, that's a joke. Like you should, If you're trying to think of a rhyme for ombudsman in your uh, radio jingle, you're doing it wrong. Well, I love that Martin starts bringing up how they went to that art gallery and how mm-hmm. he was like, Fraser was ooing and aahing of a painting of a big red dot. Uh-huh. And, you know, he was talking about, you know, they're simple and then deceptively simple. Right. I'm like, no. No, there's... No. The thing is, I mean, there is, but also with a jingle, that's what you're going for. But also, I think it's very hard to just tell somebody, to be simple, do a yeah. simple thing, because that is... Everyone's simple is really different because, you know, if you're, if you have like a talent in something, Mm -hmm. your simple might actually be really hard for somebody else. Yeah. Like if you're a basketball player, I'm sure it's very easy for you to go and get like, you know, get in the basket three times in a row. Like me, I cannot even get (laughs) one. Right. 
so you know you could say like you know break it down make it simple and i'm like i can't right right because though at the same time fraser is not a composer he's not a musician telling him to be simple partially it's hey don't try to do all of these themes don't try to put in all of this stuff that's something you do because you know what you're doing you do that with years and years and years of practice you figure out themes in like you know uh, uh motifs and things like that for your music if you're trying to do something really like if you only know the basics do the basics do something simple do what you can do as opposed to try to do everything which is what i think you're doing when you well there's that saying about like you don't have to get it perfect you just have to get it done right and i think like fraser of course is a perfectionist Mm -hmm. i have problems with this Mm -hmm. where i'm just like i just need to actually get this done Mm -hmm. because i'm at the point of i will never get it done Mm -hmm. unless i just like get it done right and it and it can be really hard Mm mm-hmm because you're just like, no, I have this like vision for this and yeah. th- I want to do all this. But then you never get you never get your idea off the ground because uh-huh. you're just like blocked. Yeah. Sometimes you got to just let it. You just got to do the thing. Do what you can with it as opposed to trying to be perfect with it in something you just don't know how to do. It's OK to do good. Yeah. But- there's good enough. That doesn't mean like it's bad. Right. It's it's good enough. Right. Good is right there in the name, in, mm-hmm. in the phrase good enough it is mm-hmm. that means it's good like it, it is it's okay so he does come up with a song where mm-hmm. they're talking and yeah. he doesn't mockingly it's like a joke oh we didn't talk about how fraser feels bad because martin like showed him up oh, to kenny yeah. and like which i always like when fraser kind of is like this mm-hmm. maybe some people think like that's whiny but i i just think that's more realistic to to be like hey you made me feel bad by doing this thing yeah and of course like martin's like well i'm sorry it wasn't my intention to right. do that i was just you know doing the thing right and in fact it seemed i would argue what martin was trying to do is show why his wasn't as good mm-hmm. because it's just sort of this is it's nothing like here i'll show you how nothing it is it's not the thing and it just happened to be what Kenny was actually looking for. But he clearly thought it wasn't the thing. It what he, like he clearly didn't think it was important. And so he, like so at least Frazier immediately was like, I know you're right. I was just I was upset or whatever. But like, yeah, I mean. So let's talk about this new song that he won't. He doesn't start writing this. He right. he's we don't even know really what he's he's doing he's sitting at the piano yeah and like he's waiting for martin to leave the room Mm -hmm. and and he's just kind of like playing it out to see what's gonna happen because he's too embarrassed to do this in front of martin almost like he doesn't want martin to write it right well specifically i think he doesn't want martin to know that he's going to actually use the lines that he said as like a mocking joke like, because he just tossed out three like, lines. Yeah, yeah. If you got a problem, if you're feeling low, mm-hmm. looking for some answers. And then Martin sings out things you need to know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we kind of like see in the studio becomes like a new yeah. scene. And they're listening to yeah. this. Then he actually uses the thing that Martin says. Right. Like, all you got to do is ask, I think, yeah. is what it is. Yeah. And they repeat that. And yeah. then this little triangle at the end, which I really like. Yeah. But I, I really like that he used Martin's, like, line that he, like, yeah. was just saying to him. He's just like, oh, I'm going to go to bed. But if you still need help tomorrow, you just got to ask me. Right. And he just uses that. And yeah. I, I, I really like that because uh-huh. it shows... I don't know. It's nice to see this like character development between them, like them working together and like not mm-hmm. fighting and like sort of 
he's he's getting over himself and he's taking this part and acknowledging that Martin does have good ideas. Right. And I and I like this kind of Yeah. Everyone's happy mm-hmm. with the little jingle. Uh-huh. I will say it's funny, when Martin said that line, mm-hmm. I thought to myself, that's a little out of place. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be a line. I bet that's gonna be a line mm-hmm. in the song. And so as soon as he started thinking, I was like, "Oh, I wonder if he's just gonna write a song around these li- that line." So then when he did it around the other stuff, I was like, "Oh, maybe." But I have to he say, mm-hmm. I don't really like this jingle. <laughs> I want to say most honestly, m- most. I know, but I like Martin's original one better, and I think it like says more to the show. Yeah, this one doesn't even say anything. Doesn't even say anything about like Fraser Crane or Doctor Crane Mm -hmm. in it, and like yeah, I like that the other big crazy elaborate song talked about like how you can use a fake name and all this. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and and I I like aspects. Of course, it was just too grand, right? But I don't know, like this one. This one is just too simple. It's just mm-hmm. too simple. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't think it was that even that catchy. Yeah. I, I don't know. I do. I feel like personally, I feel like this is out of the three options that have been given. I actually do feel like this is the best one between them. But I get like. Wait, no. Personally, you think this is this is your favorite one? That's what I'm talking about. I'm saying I think it's the best one. The best one for the show? For the show, yes. Okay, well, I don't... I I still disagree, but it's definitely not my favorite personally. Yeah, it's right. not really my favorite for the show. I mean, I don't think any of them are great, honestly, but I think they're... Martin's so good! Martin's <laughs> is so good! What are you talking about? I, I mean, I do think Martin's is very good. I, just, <laughs> I don't know, I just... That's how I feel. I also just really like Leon's Triangle. Can't talk about your own feelings on this. (laughs) I also just really like Leon's Triangle coming back. Oh, yeah, Uh, me too. I appreciate a good triangle. I prefer square. (laughs) Like, so specifically, one thing that I really like is um, a few years back, I remember I was hearing the like Imperial March, which is the, if you don't know, it's a Star Wars, like when Darth Vader is on screen, you hear this music you hear a lot. And it's this very heavy, like brass, like booming, like thing. And then at, at one point, it just drops and you got a little bit of piccolo and then a ting of a, a triangle in the background. And I just love that in the thing that's supposed to be representing like the giant evil empire. For, like it is the most powerful like military force in the entire galaxy but then you get a little ding and like it works like it just fits okay even when you're evil you need a little softness in your life (laughs) not everyone's just like evil evil you have to have shades of gray i would argue that right up until a very specific moment in his life vader is 100 percent. yeah like i mean when he's vader right before that not always right and that's what I'm saying. Like, he's connect. Like, you see Vader, you hear, like, when but hear- that's because he's like twisted. He's not, he's not, he's almost like not a person anymore. Right. He's just totally absorbed by this, like, darkness. Right. Which is exactly why I love that you see, when you see, there are times when you see him and what you hear in the background is a, just a little bit of, like, Lilting Piccolo it's a, and a, it's, and a, it's and a to bring it's to um, remind us of his past <laughs> when he was mm-hmm. a, a little Piccolo. <laughs> Maybe it is. Maybe it is. Mm-hmm. So the end scene where <laughs> he, you know, he's conducting. Uh-huh. Fraser's conducting in the living room, and like yeah. Eddie is like singing along. Mm-hmm. 
didn't who did we see there was another episode where there was an end scene with somebody i thought it was fraser was it i couldn't i thought i couldn't remember if it was him or was it niles doing like the violin oh yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. that sounds right yeah that's what i thought but i don't know there's too many episodes (laughs) there's a lot of episodes i'm I'm kind of like at the point where i want to start over and like go back and watch the earlier episodes yeah. now up to where we are we started that and we got through one that's because when i watch tv i talk for like 45 <laughs> minutes i pause uh-huh. three minutes into the episode we talk about for 45 minutes and then we and then like by the time we replay i'm like i'm over this by now <laughs> i've already talked about the entire episode mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because i had to talk about oh this is really interesting like like do a whole like i'm writing a whole like college essay about how different it is from like this season and this uh-huh. and all the little details and yeah. how the characters changed mm-hmm. and all this stuff and then i'm like oh yeah i just we still gotta like finish the episode <laughs> mm-hmm. also, I, talk one, about finishing the episode well it's just gonna say one thing i really like about this last scene is the fact that he seemed to be just having like a real moment with eddie like because eddie comes he in he always has real well. moments with eddie i know but like only in these end scenes it's like you only get it when he's not really like you you don't when there's no audio. It's the only time that like Fraser and, and Eddie can get along is when there's no audio. Uh but but I, They've had an ice cream together when there was audio. <laughs> that's true. I just feel like normally you wouldn't see Fraser actually liking Eddie howling loudly over his music. But mm-hmm. that's clearly what's going on here mm-hmm. and he's just getting into it because he's more interested in the conducting and like really like making sure to get that like all that volume out of there get that real good crescendo out of the uh when you say volume i started thinking shampoo Uh uh-huh yeah no given using that uh garnier fructis on eddie just make sure he's got plenty of volume in his Mm -hmm. coat Mm -hmm. uh uh, all right anything else you want to say i was thinking he finally like took niles up on that abrasive loofah (laughs) Mm-hmm. it's got a lot of like volume <laughs> hair volume now uh-huh mm-hmm. i mean just like would have less hair from <laughs> all that like loofing <laughs> head loofing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i was actually thinking that like if you get too abrasive you're just gonna take off all all your hair and oh yeah just like a braid like a braid it right off you, you braid it right off <laughs> uh, i was saying i'll braid it like, oh oh, oh. Yeah. i like the idea that you could just braid, braid your... it completely off yeah, yeah. that's those that those braids are too tight you should mm-hmm. loosen up that braid <laughs> anyway did you have anything else you wanted to say about this episode nah. okay did you want to say anything about the episode no i just delete my parts <laughs> okay uh all right so drinks in this episode there's some sherry some valentine and some bubbly some champagne so how do we know maybe he's just talking about mr bubble <laughs> it could be mr bubble it could be so, just some sp- non-champagne sparkling wine um uh, what about sparkling water <laughs> it could be that just too sparkling apple juice <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. uh so we haven't been in the studio much at all this season. and I thought you meant like us. I thought <laughs> you were like talking about us. You're like, well, we haven't been in the studio for a while yeah, because yeah. of technical issues. That's also true. No, the, they haven't spent much time in the studio this season at all. But even though they did this episode, it was all spent when the show was not on the air. So no callers still. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess let's rate the episode. Okay, four, four out of five timpanies 
Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Yeah, actually, I'm going to give it also four out of five violas. So it's weird nice. we pick the same person. Uh, <laughs> up until now, with the episodes we've actually rated, David Lloyd had an average of 3.25. But this is one where we have only rated a few of his actual episodes. And one of one is one that we hated. But all, all, there's a bunch that we didn't rate that we really, really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. So that's a misleading number, yeah. I think. Uh, and also, this is the next to the last episode he writes for the show. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So it's the 14th out of 15 episodes. Okay. We should just go back and just watch his episodes so we can go rate them. <laughs> yeah. Because there are a number that we haven't rated yeah. that are very high. That we would rate very highly. So then highly. when's the next one? What season is the next one in? Do you um, know? I can find out pretty quickly. I have it open. It is... Uh, I think it's next season, actually. Okay. Yeah, it's late next season. Okay. And then... That would normally bring us to the section we're listening, where we respond to the things that you've written to us. You can write to us on uh, Twitter at Fraser Podcast or email us at FraserPod at gmail.com. Uh, but all of the things that we would respond to, we responded in the previous episode. So it's all in there. Um, and if it's not, we'll re record it and we'll include that stuff in that bit. But it'd be weird to respond twice. So it's there. You'll hear about it soon, or we'll have heard about it. <laughs> so, uh, either way, uh, do you have anything else you wanted? I thought you were going to say something about Jude Law. Jude Law. Do you, do you say, what did oh, you say? Like, would you, you like to say anything? Would you? Yeah, yeah I heard Jude, Jude Law. Law. Would you Law to say anything? Jude Law, would you like to say anything? No. <laughs> you don't? Okay. He's not. He's not actually contracted to be on this. So oh, he's okay. gonna. Well, I mean, do you want me to promote your latest movie? I don't know what it is. We're not. I mean, if he's not gonna appear, then like. Oh, okay. We well, probably shouldn't give him a plug. That's not. I mean, not can cool. I can I talk about a movie that I saw Jude Law in? No. Oh. <laughs> okay. No, you can feel free. No. Uh, no. Feel free. Do it. I watched Dom Hemingway. I don't know how I felt about that movie, honestly. <laughs> That's what happens when you hang out in the studio with us while uh, and, not, and you don't want to join in. We'll just talk about movies you did that we don't like. I didn't say I didn't like it. <laughs> I think his part in it was okay. <laughs> I will say that the story element wasn't the best. Mm-hmm. Um, you shouldn't actually be on a show ever. Apparently, <laughs> I'm just gonna trash you. It's just a roast. Uh, all right. Anyway, Don Henryway. Uh, <laughs> I'm actually kind of curious if anyone else watched that movie and if they liked it. I mean, I'm sure others have watched it. I just don't know. I haven't seen it, so I don't know. I don't have an opinion. I don't well, know. you better get to that. When you said opinion, I heard onion i don't know what's going on i don't know what's today. going on i feel like i need to end because diana's real tired or something something's up i don't know what's going on Her dragons <laughs> probably dragons uh we got be, a mad case of dragons dra- yeah she'd be dragging because <laughs> you're tired you're dragging <laughs> all right anyway so i wasn't tired before but i am now <laughs> With that, this has been episode 713. They're playing our song, and this is TGIF Arcade wishing you all good mental health. 
Toss Salads and Scrambled Eggs is a production of TGIF Arcade. For more info about the show, find us at Fraser Podcast on Twitter, Tumblr, and Facebook. You can also write to us at FraserPod at gmail.com. Diana is at SweetLime on Twitter, and I'm Slow Motion Walter just about everywhere on the internet. If you like the show and want to help us do more, you could consider making a small monthly donation at patreon.com slash TGIF Arcade. Thanks for listening. Good night, Seattle. We love you. I'm waiting just because it seems. That doesn't sound anything like it. It was like some kind of weird cat. It's a motorcycle cat out there. It's a motorcycle cat cade. I'm putting all this at the end.